0: This is the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest, Your Atlanta Catholic Radio. I'm Dave Savage, the Programming and Production Manager here at The Quest, and uh, we got a studio full of people here. <laughs> Welcome, everybody! Um, and I, I just want to say this right now to the listeners: uh, it's kind of a work in progress. We're going to have some bumps in the road here. Just bear with us, and, and we'll, we'll move right along here. Um, so you can't hear in your headphones, huh, Carol? Okay. Well let's Driving. you know, you don't need the headphones up right now. We'll just we'll just okay. talk. All right. <laughs> that sounds great. So anyway, for this hour we have um uh yeah, for this hour in the studio, uh we have uh Christine Faluco. We also have Jeannie Dennis. How are you ladies doing this morning?
1: Good morning. morning. How
2: are you doing, Dave?
0: Great, thank you. And also, our guest is Dottie O'Connor. Good morning, Dottie.
2: Good morning. Great to be here. We're
0: gonna we're gonna get to know each of you just a little bit here. But first, as we always like to start off each hour with prayer, uh, and in the studio this morning, we have one of our many volunteers, Carol Tearsmith. Smith. And- Great. Hey,
3: hey Dave. Good
0: morning. So uh, would you like to lead us in prayer this morning?
3: I would. I would. This morning on on the way to the studio, I asked God what prayer he wanted me to say, and he said he wanted me to say a St. Joseph prayer. Mm -hmm. So I've chosen an ancient prayer to St. Joseph that I've just recently been exposed to, and it's a very powerful prayer. And uh, so I'll begin um, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. O oh, St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in you all my interest and desires. O oh, St. Joseph, do assist me by your powerful intercession and obtain for me from your divine son all spiritual blessings through jesus christ our lord so that having engaged here below your heavenly power i may offer my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers O saint joseph i never weary contemplating you and jesus asleep in your arms i dare not approach while he reposes near your heart press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and ask him to return the kiss when I draw my dying breath. Saint Joseph, patron of departing souls, pray for me. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, Son the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit amen. amen. Yeah, I just want to add. Um, we're just starting, kicking off this power of prayer pledge drive for three days, and. Um, We've got a great lineup for you, amazing co-hosts and guests who are going to inspire you with just amazing stories about prayer and uh, the amazing ways that God comes through. Even when prayer, when it's not answered as we expect, He's there and you're going to hear about that all over the next three days. So we're here because the quest is a is a mouthpiece in atlanta and there's so many people that are searching and what they're really searching for all they although they don't know is is god and so people that tune into am 1160 the quest they find god and um they are drawn closer to him and so what we're trying to do over the next three days is to raise um, the funds to keep us on air. And uh, so we just want everyone to be a part of this and to participate. And we know that the Holy Spirit will deliver exactly what we need. So thanks, Dave, for letting me come on this hour to start it off. Absolutely. So, all right.
0: Thank you for coming in and, and praying with us this morning. And uh, so uh, before we get too much further here, and I'm already seeing we've got some uh, pledges coming in here, which is awesome awesome Uh, uh, but right now if you are just joining us this is the spring pledge drive for am 1160 the quest uh, where our theme is the power of prayer so if you'd like to donate or make a pledge the phone number is 470-508-1160 or you can go to the website thequestatlanta.com or you can do it from the quest app on your phone so uh first of all who should i start with here christine yeah good morning morning. good Good morning morning. so uh, would you tell me a little bit about yourself
4: Yes, uh, well, I'm in the Atlanta area, I'm a parishioner at St. Jude's, so hello St. Jude parishioners, Uh, hello Monsignor and Father, and uh, I have uh, been in the Atlanta area since uh, 1994, so um, in the marketing, in marketing at Chick-fil-A, and a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you here this morning and then uh uh Jeannie.
4: yes Jeannie good Dennis. morning good
0: morning what to tell a little bit about yourself
1: sure sure um, i'm a parishioner of the cathedral of christ the king and have been for the last i think about 26 years and it was by prayer that i ended up there um georgia grown i'm from georgia and um by prayer, also God has me had me start my own business about twelve years ago, and I named it after my favorite saint, uh, Saint Rita's. So, um, pleasure to be here and yeah. love the quest. And it was through actually Christian radio that I had a huge change in my life and direction in my life. Really? So, very grateful for Christian and Catholic radio, particularly. It was before Catholic radio named Atlanta.
0: Are you are you prepared to? share that story with us well this morning? i can
1: share that at some point absolutely okay yes, great yes. great
0: well first I'd, I'd like to get to know uh dotty as well dotty o'connor good morning
2: good morning Dick. good to see you i'm glad to be here
0: oh we are so glad to have you here well tell us just a little bit about yourself
2: well i'm griffin born i was uh raised a protestant but when i married i married a catholic much to the surprise of my family And we were married in a Catholic mission church in Griffin, which is now Sacred Heart in Griffin. Um, What brought me more fully into the Catholic Church after eight years of marriage was going to a Life in the Spirit seminar. Mm -hmm. And in that seminar, I realized the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came into my life. He forgave me my sins. And my whole life was changed, wow, my whole life was changed, and I had different uh glasses to wear my everything was clearer, everything was sweeter, kinder, and I had a tremendous interest that welled within inside of me of reading scripture, mm-hmm. and so I have become hungry and thirstier to know more about this this beautiful God that had brought me out of my sins into this clarity of loving. Um, So my husband and I both attended charismatic prayer groups. I became involved with something called Ecumenical Churches of the Homeless. Um, I have worked with uh, Archbishop Donahue with the Eucharistic Congress. We began something called the Life in the Eucharist Seminar, which is still active here Mm -hmm. in the archdiocese. And then I, when my children were old enough, um, I went I had my master's in religious education and pastoral studies. So I went to work at the cathedral, and uh, there I was adult sacramental formation and then director of pastoral department for the cathedral parish. But I'm now retired, have been for about seven years, my husband and I. So we love being adorers of the Blessed Sacrament Chapel mm-hmm. and going to scripture studies.
0: You know, and it's inter- interesting, uh, you know, you're talking about being a convert, and, and I, I always compare that to, like, the people who grew up in a, in a country that, you know, maybe was, they were repressed or whatever, and they get to the United States, and they just love this country. Mm. And I, I kind of see that the same way when people join, mm. become Catholic, it's mm-hmm. like they just love the catholic faith you know there it, it's just mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is but there i think i always make that comparison though uh for immigrants and, and the same with converts yeah, yeah. so anyway i'm, I'm just going to give out the phone number one more time if you want to uh, make a donation or a pledge uh, give us a call 470-508-1160 uh, you can also log on to the or download the quest atlanta app on your phone and donate right from there this is AM 1160, The Quest, and this is the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive, the Spring Pledge Drive. And um, so, uh, Christine, did you want to, uh, Is there something you wanted to? Uh, sure, yeah. yeah.
4: No, we are so glad to be here. Uh, we welcome all the listeners, and we have got, I know, three great days uh, filled here with, focused on the power of prayer. You know, one of the things that we were really thinking about as we were preparing um for this hour is you know just really talking amongst ourselves about why prayer is so important Mm -hmm. and the apostles themselves went to jesus saying teach us to pray and so with that dottie i know um prayer has been so important to you and you know why is it that you think that it was so important that jesus um, that the Apostles went to Jesus saying, teach us to pray.
2: Well, you know, something was very new uh, to them. They they felt the presence of something that they had not experienced before. And so they saw Jesus leave early in the morning and go by himself often and pray. And this drew them to want to learn how to pray more deeply. When I became uh, more immersed in the Holy Spirit, which we call Baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's it's not like uh, we were baptized. I was baptized when I was a child, but as an adult, I became immersed in the Holy Spirit by a refreshment of my baptism. Mm. Well, one morning I went to find my husband to help us get the children ready for school. <laughs> I couldn't find him. And so I went downstairs into our playroom, which is sort of an off room from the house, and he was on his knees praying. And I thought, wow, something has really changed in his life. And I wanted that, but I didn't know how to get it. So that was another thing that, that drove me to want to learn how to pray. To to see a man praying for his mm. family was just so precious to me. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And
4: that is really the foundation of, of the quest, is prayer. I mean, this radio station was founded on prayer. There were many people who were praying for uh, this media to come out. And it's really been through prayer that this radio station has grown and developed. And, and I believe wholeheartedly that it's going to be through prayer that it will take the Quest radio station to the next level. Mm-hmm. So, it for us, it was so important to focus this uh, three days on the power of prayer. And you know, Dave, with that, I know you said we've got some calls that have been coming in. We Is do. there anything that we want to share with our listeners?
0: well let let's uh, let's go to the let's let's go to the call center right now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, look here. Uh, Kelly from uh, Berkeley Lake has donated. And said that uh, Dottie O'Connor is a rock star. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with that more. Uh, Alexandra from uh, from Atlanta uh, has, has donated. And, and also uh, a shout out to Christine. And another shout out to Christine from Lauren in Marietta. So thank you very much, everybody, for donating. There we go. Get that quieted down.
4: Thank you so much. Noisy in that
0: call center, isn't it?
4: (laughs) Thank you, listeners. And please continue to call in 470-508-1160. And just so you know, uh, we do have a really large uh, goal for the next three days. We're looking at uh, $200,000, and that's what's going to really move us to the next level. We actually have um, a donor from the Cathedral of Christ the King who has said i will match a thousand dollars so let's see what we can do in the next 10 mm. to 15 minutes to match that thousand dollars you know
0: i want to just throw this in here because i just learned this a couple weeks ago but uh i don't know maybe two hundred thousand dollars sounds like a lot of money but do you know what the electric bill is just to keep the transmitter on tell us thirty six thousand dollars a wow. year just just that doesn't include any programming or anything going to the transmitter it's just to have the transmitter on
1: available <laughs>
0: so we there are some hard costs we have here just to keep this station on the air and if you're listening uh we do need your support mm. you know it's mm-hmm. it, it it really think of it maybe like a you know you may be subscribed to Netflix or Hulu or something like that uh you know maybe make a, a monthly donation a, a $20 monthly donation or something like that uh, and, and consider this as as like a, a subscription service, because it, it kind of is, because if we don't get that, we don't stay on the air.
4: And we do. We so appreciate not only the financial support, but we really appreciate the prayers as well. And prayer, as I mentioned, is such a big part of the Quest, so much so that the Quest has intercessors that are prayer warriors. Dottie, you're an intercessor for the quest and can you tell us a little bit about what an intercessor is
2: well i learned that again a lot of it from my husband because we we learned raising children for children that we needed to start the day off with prayer so he and i would get together and pray just very briefly about the day asking god to bless us and all of our decisions and our comings and goings. So that started me off as an intercessor for my family. So through the years, I learned that we can petition God, but to intercede is more on a level of understanding and being with those people that we pray for. So when I was asked to be an intercessor, for the quest, I knew I needed to know more about the quest, what it was doing, its purpose, its mission. And I had to be on site. I had to see what it looked like so that I could become more involved with it, thoroughly understanding it. And I did and have been here, and I've loved this place, love the people that I've met, all of the intercessors that I pray with. And then we're active um, you know, over emails and texting. So we stay current with the needs of the quest. And there was a need that came across um, my, uh, for us to pray for several months ago for a new marketing manager. And so I started praying for that. All of us were praying for that, that we intercessors. Well, little did I know that Kathy McCormick, who was director of religious education at the cathedral, um resigned and moved into that position i did not know (laughs) Mm -hmm. that i was praying her into a new position which is lovely because she's wonderful being here but then you see the fruits of your prayers Mm -hmm. you see the fruits of your prayers and even if you don't see them you know that they are there that god is with you
1: and dottie we talked um, a few days ago about the difference in prayer praying for someone and interceding Uh, and being an intercessor. And there is a difference. And and being an intercessor for the quest is is something that uh, we discussed. When someone asks you to pray for them, the best time to do it, and I learned this from some very dear friends, is right then. But as an intercessor, you're carrying that with you all the time. Like we talked about uh, referring to it almost as a tabernacle in your heart and soul of prayers you're carrying that with you interceding for whatever the intention is namely the quest and and as you said we don't know ever how god is going to respond to that but It's a blessing. It's a blessing to be in that role, isn't it?
2: That's well put, Jeannie, being a tabernacle in your heart. Because if you're interceding for someone, they stay with you. Or they come back to you later and they're with you again. So you're praying again. Now, petitioning is something that we do often. And we do petition, but sometimes we forget. But an intercessor, it's an interesting thing, Mm -hmm. that it'll come back later Mm -hmm. to remind you you're really interceding for that person and their well-being
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm noticing uh, this. Do you want to mention this? I, I see you have uh, a book here.
4: Yes, we did. We brought some books with us into the studio, and uh, in addition to our $1,000 match, uh, we thought that we would offer up a book to um, encourage people folks to donate uh, to The Quest at 470-508-1160. And this book, it's a 30 days with Teresa of Avila, and the book is titled Let Nothing Disturb You. And we invite um, those who will donate uh, $100. We've got five books for those who will donate $100 to receive this book. And so, you the,
0: know, so basically, book- the next five uh, people who donate $100 or more are going to get one of these books.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
0: great. Yeah, 470, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to get this number out there, 470-508-1160. Uh, or you can go to thequestatlanta.com and, and donate there. So.
4: Yeah, so what what's wonderful about this book is it seems to really tie so much with the times. Let nothing disturb you. For anyone who is not aware, Teresa of Avila she was a contemplative um, prayer warrior, and you would think that, a, that being a contemplative prayer warrior, you just really weren't doing much other than praying, but it's really not true. If you were to read her autobiography and accounts of her life, you really just wonder how she found time to pray or study. She was um, in, in the Carmelites, but she actually um, wrote a number of books she um, was managing a lot within the, um, the Carmelites as well, and, and she was very sick uh, during the time. So this little book has a lot of prayers that can take you through the next next 30 days. So we want to get those phone lines yeah. uh, ringing.
0: Absolutely. So not only will you get the $100 donation or more, you get the book, but then that's going to be matched. Uh, so your $100 donation is actually a $200 donation donation so you can really get your money's worth here if you if you want to call in right now at 470-508-1160 or you can go to the questatlanta.com as well and i also want to mention uh, before we get back to you ladies that um you know i mentioned earlier about the the monthly donations you know think of it as a subscription or something but if you wanted to be a station guardian you can do that uh for a hundred dollars per month thirty dollars per month is is basically the dollar a day club i mean think about it if, maybe I don't even think you can get a cup of coffee anymore for a dollar can you so it you know if you if you wanted to donate a dollar per day 30 bucks a month, uh, you can do that. And uh, also, our Share the Vision level is $20 per month, which is really close to a, a subscription to a, a, a Netflix or something like that. So uh, go ahead and, and call 470-508-1160, uh, or you can do it from the app if you want to download the Quest Atlanta app on your phone. We're going to take a break here in a little bit here, um, but is there is there something more than that either one of you wanted to add, Christine? Uh
1: when we come Jenny. when we come back, yeah, I'd like Dottie to share. I know one of the things that connected us, Dottie, was life in the Eucharist. That's right, Jenny. Um, I'd love to hear your uh, unpack that more for us, and life in the Spirit too. Um, I know that was a very active ministry throughout the church, throughout the country, actually, that changed a lot of people's lives, and Absolutely. I know I was one of them. So let's talk about that when we come back. Sounds good. Okay,
0: Let's go to break right now. This is AM 1160, The Quest, Atlanta Catholic Radio.
6: You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest, and this is our Spring Pledge Drive, where the theme is The Power of Prayer. Keep listening for more stories of inspiration and hope through the power of prayer. After hearing these stories, if you're moved to donate, please call 470-508-1160. Go to our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Remember, The Quest is 100% listener supported, and we rely on donations from people like you to stay on the air. We'll be back to the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive shortly on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's the
5: power of prayer. If you're a young adult, how about we journey through Lent together? The Emmaus Night Speaker Series, hosted by Abide Young Adult Ministry, is happening each Thursday through Lent. For more information, go to the Quest community calendar at thequestatlanta.com.
7: There have been scared or hurting moms and dads who had an appointment for an abortion but changed their minds at the last minute. Their minds were changed because of 40 Days for Life, a peaceful legal prayer vigil that reminds couples of the hope they can find in God's love. You can sign up for one or more hours at the next vigil, March 2nd through April 10th at 40daysforlife.com Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com.
8: Hi, I'm Kevin from St. Luke's in Dahlonega, Georgia. I'm also a part of Lifeteen Hidden Lake in Dahlonega. You've discovered Atlanta's newest listener-supported Catholic radio station, AM 1160 The Quest, WCFO East Point, Atlanta. We need your help to launch this exciting new venture. Join the journey at www.thequestatlanta.com. The Quest presents A Daily Dose of Virtue with Jay Tremonti from Venture with Virtue. What's the outcome you want for your life? What about your children? If our ultimate
6: goal is heaven, then we need to form habits that help lead us there. Habits are essential because we become what we do. And virtue is just that, the habit of doing good. Do you know what the number one predictor of your child's spiritual life is? I'll give you a hint. It's your spiritual life. If we want our children to get to heaven, we have to set the example for them to follow. It starts with the habit of prayer. Prayer is the foundation for the virtues that lead to heaven. Prayer has the greatest impact when it's the first thing we do in the morning. When we start the day
8: with prayer, it spills over and touches the rest of our day. And that is powerful. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com.
9: My name is Father Valdemir Patricia. I am pastor at Mother of God Church in Conyers, Georgia, and here is a prayer for Ukraine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Lord, God of powers, and God of our salvation, look down with mercy and compassion on your humble servants, and out of love for mankind, have mercy on us and on the land of Ukraine. We, who are sinful and unworthy, pray unto you in repentance and with tears. Help us, O oh God, our Savior, and deliver the land of Ukraine, for you are the health and victory and salvation of them that put their hope in you, and unto you do we send up glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for your support and thinking about us. Please continue just to pray. God bless you. The Quest presents
8: Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies.
5: Sometimes as a mom, I think that we think we need to have it all together and we need to show our kids that we have it all together. But I don't think that's true. I think one of the greatest things we can do with our children is tell them when we mess up. Tell them like, you know what, mommy made a mistake here and I'm very sorry. I did something that was not okay and I shouldn't have done it. I do it when I lose my temper with my children and I say, please forgive me for losing my temper. And my children say, mom, I forgive you. Teaching your child to admit when they've been wrong and asking for forgiveness is huge. I encourage you to use this language with your children. Model it. Show it. My husband and I say it to each other. We say it to our kids. When we do something wrong, we don't say, oh, well, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Or just sorry. It's please forgive me. And then receiving that and saying, I forgive you. I love you. You don't have to be perfect as a mom. Be real. Be honest. Seek forgiveness when you make mistakes.
8: For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. The Vatican
6: Exposition of Sacred Relics includes relics of the Saints Joseph, John the Baptist, and Mary Magdalene, pieces of the wood of the True Cross, and over a hundred more. It's one night, March 31st, at All Saints Parish Atlanta. Find out more at thequestatlanta.com.
8: Let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving for Father Larry Neese, a priest serving in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Eternal God. We thank you for the blessing of Father Larry Niece, who represents you on this earth. Make him more greatly aware of the grace that you pour out through him as he ministers the sacraments. Help him to fall more deeply in love with you after each and every Mass he celebrates. Strengthen him so he may lovingly and courageously shepherd your flock. May we in the Archdiocese of Atlanta support Father Niece by offering him kind words deeds, and assistance. We thank you, God, for the gift of Father Larry Neese. Enable him to be an example of your truth and a guide to all those he is entrusted to serve. We ask these things of you, our Lord, our eternal priest. Amen.
6: The Power of Prayer Pledge Drive on AM 1160, The Quest. Make your pledge or donation by calling 470-508-1160 on our app or go to thequestatlanta.com. Now back to The Power of Prayer on AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic radio. That's
8: the power of prayer.
0: That's the power of prayer. Yes, it is. The Power of Prayer. Pledge Drive on AM 1160 The Quest. I'm Dave Savage, and this hour uh we have with us uh Christine Faluco. I'm pronouncing your last name right, aren't I, Faluko?
4: Oh yes. Okay, yes, good. So.
0: <laughs> I didn't check with you first. Uh Dottie O'Connor, I think O'Connor is a pretty common pronunciation uh as well. And also uh Jeannie Dennis is here with us as well. So um we were talking about prayer and uh uh things that are going on. And I did, we 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 had some people uh Email us and, and we're going to listen to some of those uh, the, these these prayer uh, testimonies, I guess, of mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. proving the power of prayer. Um, but uh, so, Gina, did you uh, want to jump in here with something first? Or
1: yeah,
4: I think um, I think
1: we wanted to uh, talk about the power of prayer.
4: I thought he was going to pick up and talk about the Eucharist, okay, life in gotcha. the Eucharist.
2: So. Mm-hmm. At nineteen ninety five, ninety six, when the Eucharistic Congress was being formed, um, we had a team that trained under um, the Congregation of the Blessed Sacrament to give Life in the Eucharist to the Archdiocese of Atlanta. They all on a parish level, and so teams formed. Life in the Eucharist is a one day seminar retreat, and it focuses on the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And it also helps us understand the importance of being before Christ in the Eucharist in adoration chapels. And so chapels in the Archdiocese of Atlanta sort of exploded. That's when they became vibrant. That's when they became formed within the parishes of the Archdiocese. So this life in the Eucharist gave a voice to people Uh, who were experiencing lovely changes in their lives through their uh, transformation of believing and being formed again through the life in the Eucharist. Um, And it is still vibrant today. It is still offered in parishes today. And if anyone is interested in this one-day seminar retreat, I'm sure they could call the quest, and I will be glad to give them the contact number. Shini, you had some. That's where you and I first met, isn't it? It
1: is where we first met, and I, I feel like we've known each
2: other forever.
1: And I said, Donnie, where, where did we at least first meet each other? And you reminded me it was Life in the Eucharist, which was one of the first, um, I guess, ministries. Honestly, that I think I got involved in, other than the Adoration Chapel, when the Lord led me to uh, the cathedral. And I'll never forget the day it was Carrie Allen, who uh, was the DRE of adult evangelization at the cathedral. And she asked me to be on the team. And we just would go all over the city, um, probably did three to four of the seminars a year um, in different parishes throughout the archdiocese. And it really it really did bring a people together, but it also unpacked and taught you a lot about the power of the Eucharist and particularly in, in mass. And to this day, things that I've learned uh, from that seminar, I still, I still practice that in praying through the mass every time.
4: We want to get the phone lines ringing. And Mm -hmm. so anyone who has been, remembers or has been to the life in the eucharist please call in if there's anyone who's been to life in the spirit please call in we want to get those phone lines ringing it's 470-508-1160 or you can log on to the com. it's through the prayer that we will continue to grow this radio station mm-hmm. and so we want to talk a little bit about uh, prayer and the impact that prayer has had in our lives. Um, Dottie, you have mentioned um, yeah. prayer being such an important part of your life and in your family life, and uh, I know that you actually have been a teacher of prayer through teaching at the RCIA and many different uh, ministries that you've been involved in. Is there any um, anything that comes to mind as far as how prayer has played a role in any of those different ministries. One striking thing comes
2: to my mind. It's a personal thing that happened to me that that changed my understanding of how prayer is answered. I was very ill, had an appendix um, that had gone uh, wrong, and I had to have my appendix out very quickly. After going through that, ten days later, I ended back in the hospital with a severe infection. And so I I was receiving the Holy Eucharist in my hospital room, and I was asking people to pray for me, but I knew in my heart I was not to go through that second operation. So I prayed and even called out and asked people to pray for me. That night I had a dream, and in the dream I was climbing up a mountain. I would Finish my prayers, which was the rosary, I'd pray a decade, I'd go to sleep, I'd wake up, and toward the end of the the dream, I was climbing up this mountain, and when I reached the pinnacle of the mountain, I knew that my infection was gone. I woke up from the dream, and indeed, I did. The infection was gone, wow. was draining. And I knew that could not be anything but the power of prayer and, of course, receiving the Holy Eucharist while I was in the hospital. So that added a deeper dimension of trust and faith in God answering prayers. So when I am, was in ministry at Christ the King with RCIA or Stephen Ministers or people who have gone through terrible divorces and separations, I was able to be and understand what they go through because of the pain of what I went through before my prayer was answered. And I was able to sort of get un, on their level of understanding of where they needed to be. So the power of prayer is something that is for everyone. It pours from you to another person. Mm-hmm. And that power of prayer is not to be kept inside, it is to be given to others. One hard thing us Catholics find is when somebody comes up to you and you say, you know, I need prayer, I'm going in the hospital, or I'm having a difficult time at home, is to stop immediately and say, do you mind if we just say a quick prayer for you right now? And often people will be sort of shocked, but they'll say, oh, oh, yeah, please. So a very quick prayer An example of that is about two weeks ago, I was at the cathedral going into the chapel, and one of the persons who was part-time working there had just had an operation on his hand, and he was in a lot of pain. And I said, well, Bill, let me just say a little prayer over your hand. So I made the sign of the cross over his incision, just made a quick prayer of healing, asking God to strengthen and heal him. And two weeks later, I came back and saw him, and he came and said, Look, my hand is well. I've, the pain is gone. And and you did it. And I said, No, it's the power of prayer. It's Jesus who did it. Mm-hmm. And so if we pray one-on-one, all kinds of wonderful things can happen.
4: It's so true, Jeannie. And we know many of our listeners could probably use prayers, would love to have prayers, so please when you call in too, we have Adoration Guardians in the chapel now and we will gladly take your prayers uh four seven oh five zero eight eleven sixty or you can go online to thequestAtlanta dot It's that same number to donate. And it looks like we have been having the phone ring and we've been having some donors. so well, hey, Dave, can you update us? Yeah,
0: let's let's uh jump over here to the uh to the call center here. <laughs> and uh yeah oh i see you know what i think uh we got a uh some some nice donations here margaret uh from atlanta uh has donated and that's uh in honor of Jeannie, and also uh allison uh in honor of genie as well so uh that's fantastic we love to see that and uh d- d- Oh, you just gave out the phone number, but yeah, I'll can't give it out too many times, 470-508-1160. Or you can download the Quest Atlanta app and do it right from there. Now, you were talking, Dottie, about the um, the power of prayer and healing and everything. We got some emails from some listeners uh, that, were, uh, that came in leading up to the Power of Prayer pledge drive over the last few weeks. And I, when you were telling that story, it kind of reminded me of this one. I'm going to go ahead and play this right now. Um, uh, this is a we had somebody read this email for us and uh, it takes me just a second here to find it uh, okay I, I believe this is the one right here Uh let's listen to this
7: at 19 weeks pregnant with triplet I went into the doctor for a routine checkup and found out that I was in labor I was admitted to the hospital for an emergency circlage where they stitched up my cervix we almost lost our pregnancy and I was put on a medication called magnesium sulfate to try to completely shut my body down in an attempt to stop the contractions. It was an absolutely awful medication. By the end of my pregnancy, I would have gone on this four times, as well as many morphine shots, and a constant T-pump in my leg to keep the babies in utero as long as possible and hold back the contractions. When my husband and I had shared with friends that we were pregnant with triplets, a Catholic neighbor gave me a St. Gerard prayer card and a medal. St. Gerard is the patron saint of children, childbirth, and motherhood. At the time, I was not Catholic. I thought it was a nice gesture, but I really didn't think too much more about it. Once I was admitted to the hospital, I attached the medal of St. Gerard to my nightgown and hung the prayer card to the bed rail. I didn't have much of a prayer life, but I started saying the prayer that was printed on the card. I felt an overwhelming sense of peace that I hadn't had before. I said this prayer every day for the three months I was in the hospital. Our boys were born on October sixteenth, 1998. By the grace of God, they were all healthy and weighed around four pounds each. Our boys had to stay in NICU for four weeks to learn to suck, breathe, and swallow. Ten years later, while watching a saint story on EWTN, I realized that our boys were born on the feast day of St. Gerard. I was stunned at this revelation and was so amazed at God's goodness. Prayer answered in the most unexpected way. Twenty-three years later, I am a practicing Catholic, and I've grown in love and reverence to many of the saints who come alongside of us on this journey of life. I believe they are powerful intercessors for us and are a bridge between our earthly lives and the heavenly realm. Our Blessed Mother Mary, Saint Gerard, and all the angels and saints, pray for us.
0: Pray for us, yes. That I, I think that's just a powerful story. Um four seven oh five oh eight eleven sixty is the number to call to make a pledge or donation for uh, the Power of Prayer Pledge Drive here on AM 1160.
4: And speaking of the Pledge Drive, Mm -hmm. Dave, uh, we have had three anonymous donors um, donate, and so it looks like we've been able to reach our matching fund that was given by someone from the Cathedral of Christ the King that was a matching fund of $1,000. So we are uh, making great progress in terms of reaching our big goal of 200,000 over uh, the next three days. And as we've said in the beginning, uh, every donation counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really, um, five dollars, ten dollars, 20 dollars. it's going to help the evangelization of the quest continue. Mm-hmm. And in the spirit of the power of prayer, too, Jeannie, would love to hear from you. Po- mm-hmm. prayer has been so powerful in your lives Mm -hmm. and it seemed to really you were alluding to earlier in the conversation make a difference in a direction you took
1: yeah yeah you know after my dad died um i went up and did a retreat a silent retreat at the um in gethsemane in kentucky and one of the monks one morning said to us He said, you are not here because you just made a reservation and you wanted to get away and spend time in prayer. He said, you are here because of generations who have gone before you and prayed for you. And that has never left me. It's always stayed with me. And it has unfolded in many different ways. And, um, you know, being involved in ministry, being involved in service at at the cathedral or at any parish, It develops you in ways and and you really can't get developed anywhere else and one of those ways was being involved in a prayer group which really taught me prayer and how to pray and how to praise and how to give god thanks and it was one evening actually it was one day we were um i was i was serving with uh the adoration chapel And that is when I learned about St. Rita and I just started praying to her and learning so much about her. And, um, in my prayer time, I would, I would just pray and praise. And all of a sudden I heard the words, you will name my business, your business after me. And it was 10 years before that I heard that, that A chain of events happened in my life when God just really stripped me of everything and when I started my business, Baking Cakes, and I named it after St. Rita. So it is the generations who go before us and pray, and when we pray at Mass, when we pray at every Mass, when we intercede for others, and when we pray in prayer groups or in our own time, we don't know who that is going to affect, wherever it is in the world. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm a recipient of that, of prayer for other, from other people.
2: You know, Jeannie, that's interesting. When I was young, my grandmother died. I was probably around between 10 and 12. And I knew in my heart that even though she was gone from this earth, she was praying for me. Yes. I, would not, I was not taught that in my faith, hmm. but I knew it in my heart. And so, yes, there are generations who've prayed for us to bring us to where we are today.
4: And we've been talking about how prayer is so important to the Quest, and there are a number of ways that prayer is offered through the Quest. So you can tune in at 12 p.m. for the Angelus Prayer. You can tune in at 3 p.m. for the Divine Mercy Chaplet. You can tune in at 9.30 p.m. to pray the Rosary. And if there's anyone listening, that has benefited from being able to pray with the Quest, please call in 470-508-1160, or you can log on to thequestatlanta.com. One of the things that I'll often do is I set my alarm on my phone for five minutes before these times. Mm -hmm. And that is a way for me to set up and then pray with the Quest. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful way to, the Angelus is just a few minutes, of prayer, um, but I love doing that during my workday or five minutes before three o'clock. I'll pray for those who I work with or I'll be given um, somebody on my mind and I'll dedicate the prayer to them. So just wonderful ways that we can join in. So again, we invite you, if you've been benefiting from praying with the Quest, please let's get those phone lines ringing so that we can continue to bring prayer through the Quest out to our community
0: absolutely I, I, and i want to mention too uh because now Jeannie, you had mentioned uh that you had learned how to pray mm.
10: it,
0: and and yeah. i i think i think that's important that there are so many different ways to pray mm-hmm. uh I, I don't think there is a wrong way to pray necessarily you know but but i i just want to tell a little personal story here um i i had a a, a job in the secular world uh 23 years i was employed and I had lost my job uh, February of 2019. And I, I was praying about it. And nothing was happening. I didn't, I didn't have, I wasn't getting a job. And I mean, the, the savings is dwindling. The family, you know, got to support a family and everything. Well, I went to, uh, to mass at uh, Prince of Peace, the parish I belong to in Flowery Branch. And one of the deacons there gave a homily. And it was, he, he went through the Stations of the Cross and he, he got to the one where Jesus fell, and he was, he was mm-hmm. talking about the cross he was bearing and how we, have our, we all have our crosses to bear. I've heard that, I don't know how many times, but for some reason it struck me at that moment, and I started praying differently. Mm. It, it, just a, a different angle of, of prayer, thinking about that I didn't have a job was my cross that I was bearing. <laughs> and then I'd say within a week, I got a job offer, and I started on March 16th of 2020. I'd been out of work for 14 months, but March 16th, 2020 was basically the day the whole country shut down because of yeah. COVID. Yeah. Everybody was losing their jobs. I got a job, yes. <laughs> yes. a full-time job. So it was, I mean, it, it, so you were talking about learning to pray. I, I, Like I say, I don't think there's a wrong way to pray, but you can also... Come at it from different angles. Well,
1: and you know what, Dave. Also, and something we've talked about, and I've shared with with the girls over these last couple of weeks, is praying is risky. Because when the Spirit is praying through you, He leads you to pray in ways and ask for things and expect things really that you don't expect. I mean, that's that. I'm living it now, twelve years into my own business. Never expected to have that, mm-hmm. but what preceded that and what's good too is i journal so i can go back and see god's movement and how he's answered some of those prayers how mm-hmm. he's answered it in a way that i had no idea he was going to answer it so i say that as in it's a good risk but everything right. that comes out of risk can be really really fruitful right so um it is it's, as, it's you don't know how he's going to how he's going to answer but usually it's always better than we can
2: imagine
0: exactly it, it's not Necessarily, yeah. what you wanted yes. when you started praying, but it's what's best. <laughs> yeah.
2: My so. husband has has owned his own a real estate business, so you know we're we have feast and famine all through the years, and we were in a famine place. And I was just crying out to God, you know, God, we mm-hmm. you know we just need some income here, help us out. And the scripture verse that uh, that I read was uh, in the Hunter's Psalm. And in the particular translation of that Bible, it says, uh, we are well-tended, we are well-fed sheep. And like you did, it just all of a sudden resonated with me Mm -hmm. that I was well-fed, I was well-tended, even though the outcome right then (laughs) looked pretty bleak. Sure. And you were right. It, it, It was a cross to bear, but it also bucked me up. It gave me a sense of dignity and courage and hope. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, we did. We did have the income come in and
4: that was a lean time and then we went into the to the glorious times. And we know right now um so many people probably can use prayer. Yeah. And uh so we invite anyone who needs prayer also to call into the quest at four seven oh five zero eight 1160, or go ahead and set your alarm clocks now for uh, the Angelus, which will be coming on at 12 o'clock. And, Dottie, we were talking about the Angelus prayer, and I'd love for you to share a little bit about this wonderful prayer. Well, you know, being a convert, uh, there's so many
2: things I had to learn about my beautiful Catholic faith. But also, I had been reading Scripture for many years before I became Catholic, so when, when I was reading the angel, I said, That's Scripture. That's comes straight from Scripture. That's the answer of this. And, and it reminded me in my uh, studies of history how uh, through the Middle Ages where there was no print, there was no <laughs> IT, there was no radio or anything, that a lot of times the monasteries would pray these prayers, and the people out in the fields... Uh, and in the towns could hear from the churches and the monasteries. And one of them was the Angelus. And the Angelus, they would all learn to pray the Angelus at 12 noon. And it was a break in their day where they could be refreshed with Scripture and the truth of God's Word. And, And Jesus Christ, our incarnate Lord, being born through this blessed woman, and so I began to sort of reflect on that when it's angelus and I whatever I'm doing, I stop and I join in the angelus, and I'm seem to be in a different place. It's a refreshment it's it's a mm-hmm. connecting with the community, connecting all over the world with people who are praying
0: hmm I, I and I want to mention too because uh, uh Christine, you mentioned this a few times that uh, you know, we have the Divine Mercies at 3 o'clock every day. Well, here, I've, I've got an alarm set on my Outlook that at at oh, wow. 2.59, it pops up, says, you know, Divine Mercies. <laughs> so, and, and right on the other side of this wall here if our, from our studio is a chapel. And in that chapel, uh, right now, we have uh, adoration going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have adoration uh, four days a week there uh, that goes on. But we all, basically, everybody here at the at the radio station, the volunteers, everybody, at at you know two fifty nine or so, we just kind of drop what we're doing. We just go in there, mm-hmm. do the Divine Mercies, and and continue on with our day. After that, you know, it's seven and a half minutes, and it, it's it's just a nice break, I guess, from the world, <laughs> you know. So it's uh, a
4: wonderful day. It's just another wonderful thing that the Quest is bringing um, mm-hmm. to the community. And when we did a survey about a year ago one of the um, comments that we received back in the survey was, I like the prayers in between the shows or during breaks. Sometimes I can say at least five prayers with the quest in addition to my daily prayers. Wow.
2: That's beautiful. Is.
4: But
1: also, you know what's so great about prayer is you can do it anywhere, in your mm-hmm. car, at your computer. Like you said, Dave, you can have reminders pop up mm-hmm. to remind you if its divine mercy, the angelus, um, to pray for someone, whatever that is, but mm-hmm. that's the beauty of prayer. Anywhere you go, at any time, you can do that.
0: And you know, I, and we're going to have to take a break here, and, and we're actually going to have to say goodbye to Dottie here pretty soon. Oh, uh, yeah, it is sad, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but, but I, I would, I just want to bring this up. Um, we have a, we have a lot of good local shows that you're not going to find anywhere else other than the Quest. Uh, one of those shows is the Family Room that uh, runs at 11 a.m on wednesday mornings and uh i, I want to play a little clip from one of their guests uh randy hayne who was on uh the family room and and it, I, I think this is it goes right along with what we were saying a lot of these things i wrote in my first book the that- like briefcase tools for integrating faith and work one of them that's been a a staple for me is uh something called the daily examine and the examine uh it was uh, i was formulated by a, a jesuit priest years ago but it's five uh times during the day i pause and pray um for 90 seconds uh, I believe it's 6.45 a.m., 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m., and 9 p.m. And these are on my calendar and are always on my calendar. So I'm reminded to pause and pray in Our Father and think about and reflect on who has God placed in my life today? Um, how can I pray for someone else? I'm always given something specific to do, but these five times a day, I'm, I'm taken out of that secular world and forced to pray and think and reflect and try to be a, a, a person of faith. And the day and that's randy Hain from the uh the family room show that's just a clip from that show uh like i say, the only place you're going to hear that is the quest and uh, i we're running a little late here it's after a little after nine o'clock i'm just going to get the phone number in one more time uh 470-508-1160 to make your pledge to keep the quest on the air we really need your your help to to i mean we're all in this together um Uh, You can also go to thequestatlanta.com. Dottie, thank you very much. Is there anything uh, you want to add or anything that hasn't been said?
2: This morning when I woke up, I had a dream. And in that dream, I dreamt that people were coming to me asking for help. And I turned around and looked behind me. There was this river of water that was just pouring out. And the pouring out upon these people asking for help, and I realized it was Grace, and it was coming from the Quest Radio. So it's been a great experience to be here. Thank you so much for awesome. inviting it's been,
0: me. It's been great having you, uh, Christine and Jeannie. We're going to uh, have you stick around for another hour here. Dottie, thanks for coming by, and we will be back shortly. <music> AM 1160, The Quest, WCFO, East Point, your
6: Atlanta Catholic radio. Welcome to the Spring Pledge Drive, where our theme
0: is the power of prayer. In this episode of Behind the Quest, we'll examine the effort made to make sure you're plugged in and know what's going on locally here in the Atlanta Archdiocese and even in your local parish. How does The Quest keep our listeners plugged into things happening locally in the Atlanta Metro?
10: I'm Kathy McCormick, and I'm the marketing manager here at The Quest. What's great about Catholic Radio is the way it can extend the local Catholic community. there's so many wonderful things going on in the Catholic parishes and schools in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. It's nice to have parishes kind of be able to know what's going on next door, in a way. Some parishes may not have the opportunity to offer a Lenten mission, but the parish next door might. And so you can go to that and having that all on the community calendar. So the radio has a unique way to promote everything from fun runs to Lenten missions.
0: You mentioned the community calendar, which is a great way to stay plugged into what's happening locally.
10: Can you tell us more about that? We have a community calendar on the website. By going to thequestatlanta.com and clicking on events, you can find the community calendar. And listeners can find out about what's going on, programs being offered, national speakers coming in, that kind of thing. So it's really local Catholic radio station can build that community here, which is nice. So if we go to the
0: community calendar at thequestatlanta.com right now... What's an example of something we'll see
5: there?
10: The relics, March 31st, happening at All Saints. And that's something that is a, a national, kind of a pilgrimage. Father Carlos is coming and brings these relics and uh, travels around. They come here and there, you know, they come once in a while. And it's nice to have that available to us.
0: Yeah, and if it weren't for the Quest, we might not even know about it. We're looking at the calendar on the com right now. I see the sacred relics on March 31st. It's a teaching and exposition of sacred relics. Over 150 relics are gonna be there, uh, some as old as 2,000 years. Among the treasures are gonna be relics of uh, St. Joseph, St. John the Baptist, St. Mary Magdalene, St. Francis of Assisi, St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, There's also gonna be a fragment of the veil that belonged to Our Lady, and some of the largest remaining pieces in the world of the wood of the true cross. That is amazing. You can find all that information at thequestatlanta.com. And I'm sure there's plenty of other local information there as well.
10: We promote what the Archdiocese of Atlanta, the the chancery, what they're putting on, the different things. With the Eucharistic Congress, there's Starve Wars, which is a service project that happens Friday morning of the weekend of the Eucharistic Congress, where you can come and make sandwiches, and um, I think this year they're partnering with St. Vincent de Paul to um, serve the community.
0: So all of that is information you might not know about if not for The Quest broadcasting it and posting it on thequestatlanta.com. When you support The Quest, you support your local parish, your local community, as well as the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Lori Marchuk, who does our donor relations here at The Quest, what would you
5: like to add? We use those donations just to better our programs and reach out to the community because we have a lot of outreach through our parishes and through different ministries, the Knights of Columbus, pro-life ministries. I mean, you go on and on about the different ministries we try to um, partner with. So it really is about joining a community of faithful Catholics and even non-Catholics, so just bringing them to our Lord as believers.
0: Thank you all for sharing your thoughts and stories for this episode of Behind the Quest. Be sure to call in with your donation at 470-508-1160. Or you can do it online at thequestatlanta.com or right from your phone. Download the Quest Atlanta app to make your donation today. And now back to the Pledge Drive with our theme, The Power of Prayer. That's the
6: power.